0: Welcome to the VIP podcast. VIP is for the people. I'm your co-host, Marlisa Harding. And I'm your
1: co-host, Sarah Holt. Our prayer is that as you listen to each of these podcasts, that it would bring healing and hope to your heart and to your lives.
0: Each of these podcasts is going to include a real-life example of the tough stuff we've experienced in church, the frustrating things, the things that make you angry, and sometimes even make you leave. But our goal is that as you listen, you'll be motivated to stay and help the body of Christ be everything that it's supposed to be. And it needs you. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of The VIP Podcast. And today we're going to get into our very first core value. The VIP Podcast is composed of 10 core values. You can check them out on our website, thevippodcast.com. But honestly, this first one is the most important one. If you don't listen to another episode of this, if you don't ever follow us online or anything like that, Get this, hear this, because this is the Father's heart towards you no matter how you're currently relating to the body of Christ. Core value number one, you are worth the highest price. You are immensely valuable. You are beloved. You are called. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And that is the way that, that you should walk through every relationship and every aspect of your life. In fact, that's the reason why our logo is a crown. Mm -hmm. Because you're that valuable. You are like royalty. Yes, we really are
1: royalty. We are the sons
0: and daughters of the king. So with that being said, it's important to recognize this. How did you become valuable? How did you become worth the highest price? It was all due to Jesus. His sacrifice his hurt, his pain, him going the distance, him doing the uncomfortable, him doing the, the, you know, sweating blood kind of pain. And the reality is, that should be the biggest pain in your life.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, if you are relating to the church and it is so painful that you're sweating blood, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. There's Something's wrong. In fact, Jesus' death, And then your daily crucifixion to, you know, yourself, your flesh, your will, those should be the only things that are dying in the body. Not your self-esteem. Not your dreams. Not your passion. Not your relationship with your husband or your wife. Not your relationship with your children because you're working a million hours a week. Those things should not be dying. The death was already done. Mm -hmm. The price was already paid and it was all because of Jesus. So the way that we relate to Jesus and the way that we relate to the Father should then be an outflow of the way that we relate to other people. Agreed.
1: Um you know we're we're important. I mean that's the that's the whole thing. If God didn't feel that we were worthy or deserving, he would have never sent Jesus. Absolutely. He would have never taken the time to literally have his own and one and only son. I mean there was no other other like him. I mean, it wasn't like we had 15 Jesuses on earth that he could have this intimate relationship. And I mean, really think about it at that time, Jesus was the only one that he could have an intimate relationship with.
0: That's so good. You know,
1: I mean, the Holy Spirit was not here yet. And, And yet he still allowed Jesus to go on the cross because he felt that that is how important we are. And that's how important we are to the church body. That's how important we are to God. That's how important we should be to each other. Um, it is that same worth and that same value. You know, we should honestly see each other
0: through God's eyes and that's what we're supposed to do. Right. Absolutely. That, that before everything else. So I think I I was saying earlier, you know, if you're currently a church goer and you know, we, our whole thing is that the VIP podcast is for everybody. So it's for the church goer, the church lever, everything in between. So no matter how you relate to the church, that always comes second to I'm his. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a child of God. Mm -hmm. I am priceless. I am valuable. And so then in turn, when we have a really strong understanding of how valuable we are to the Father, that should then be an outflow of how we relate to one another and what we allow for ourselves. The boundaries that we put up around ourselves. And, And we'll talk about boundaries a lot throughout this podcast. And the reality is boundaries are good. Yes. Boundaries are healthy. There are things that you can say, yes, I'll allow this. No, I won't. Yes, I have time for this. I don't have time for this. Yes, I'll allow you to talk to me this way, but I won't allow you to talk to me that way. And we can do all those things healthily when Jesus is paramount in all Mm -hmm. of it. I like to think about it this way. Um, You know, when I know that I am a daughter of God, then I when I feel myself, maybe I feel mistreated, or maybe I feel misunderstood, maybe I feel very, very hurt, I can then run it through the filter of, would my father be okay with me being treated this way? Mm. Would my father be okay with me being, um, you know, verbally pushed around? And, And the answer could go one of two ways. It could be, you know, no, he would not, so I need to go and address it. Or it could be, no, he would not be okay with it, but I had a role to play in it, and I need to extend some grace to someone. You know, it, it kind of goes both ways. Sure. I mean, think of even your daughter, Eliana, at school. You know, um, ah. things like
1: that. You were willing to tell the teacher, make sure you punish her, or make not punish right. her in a physical way, but put her in time out if it needs to be, uh, based on... um her her behavior, but you ended up finding out that her behavior was fine. You know, so, so yes, that, that's a, that's a really good point to play of, um, of, you know, who, who's not, I don't want to say fault. Uh, We are all at fault. We're all sinners, of course. Um, But yes, going back to just saying the, sometimes it's just, you need to talk it out. You need to go back to the heart of the issue and not maybe the things that we made up in our mind of what's going on.
0: So relationship, 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 relationship. Not only do I have to think about how I relate to Jesus Christ when I'm determining my personal boundaries within the church, but then I also have to consider that you are a child of God. Mm -hmm. And so that means, you know, Maybe I do need to extend you more grace. Mm. Maybe I do need to be more patient. Maybe I do need to be more empathetic. So so it goes both ways. We can't just be like, oh, no, you can't talk to me like that because mm. I'm a child of God. Well, no. <laughs> people say that too. People, people do. People do. But then at the same time, <laughs> that other person's a child of God. Yes. And so there has to be more to it, right? You have to be willing to, okay. What, what else could have been going on for that person mm-hmm. in that moment? Did they really intend this? Did they really intend that? And I think this is a good po- point, good place to put our disclaimer out here. We're not talking about certain black and white issues like sexual abuse, verbal abuse, um, so someone trying to coerce you into sin. We're not talking about those areas. Those areas are wrong, period. Yes. Nobody is allowed to abuse you or lead you towards sin, but... We're, Just, talking we're talking about the gray areas. Talking about the gray areas. What? Right.
1: It, yeah. Is that wrong? Is that not wrong? The ones that you really kind of question, okay. and you're unsure of. Those are the ones that we're talking about.
0: This This reminds me of an instance. I have a really dear friend who I had kind of had a, a discipleship relationship with when we met, and I had been trying to get her into church for a, for a number of years, and she did really good for a period, and then something happened to where she she really got her. Feelings hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm tempted to say offense, but I know, like, I'm sure that's a whole other episode where we'll uh... unpack offense. Um, So I'll just leave it at, she got her feelings hurt by another believer in the church. And, you know, she did not come back to church for a year. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure that she felt justified. But the other person, I know that that other person if they only would have known their heart was so pure, they had no idea they had caused that deep of hurt. Yeah. Like, that person really was a Christian. That person really loved the Lord. There was no ill intent. There was no malice behind. You know what? This is VIP, so I can just tell the story. Yeah, I'm just going to tell the story, okay? So the story goes like this. The friend of mine, she'd gotten involved at our church. We call them Go Teams, um, which are basically... You know, serve team, you know, whatever the, the people, the volunteer staff who makes a church run. She'd gotten involved as a greeter, and the person who was over the greeters um, noticed that my friend had not been showing up. She would come to church, but for whatever reason, she was not um, getting there early enough to serve as a greeter. So the person in charge of greeters, a wonderful woman of God, like had a, has a great heart. There was no ill intent. She um, approached my friend and essentially said, "Hey." I've noticed that you have not been, um, you haven't been responding to the, the messages to serve, to come on time. Um, do you need to take a break? Do you want to take a pause, okay? And um, my friend said, you know, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Well, the upcoming Sunday, they didn't come again. They missed it again. So what did the leader do? Do what a good leader normally does and just stepped in. She just said, "Okay, well, you know, I guess this person doesn't have time; they're busy. I'm going to step in," and and my friend left the church for a year mm. because of that, because she felt like, oh, you know, she didn't trust me to, she didn't trust me to do, to to show up to do it. She thought she could do it better than me, so she mm. put herself in. So, so my friend genuinely hurt, but the leader genuinely, from a heart of God, like had no ill intent there. So, I think a, a great. Place to apply this principle would have been, I wish my friend would have said, hey, hey, how does that person relate to Christ? Do you really think that that person had ill intent? Do you really think that that person was not operating as a child of God? Do you really think that that person didn't know that you were a child of God there? So it's, it's a great litmus test to see yeah. what... And this goes back to the importance of just talking
1: yeah. about an issue. Um, where it is a gray area that the great leader did not know that she hurt that person's feelings. And she also didn't know that that was the cause of that person leaving the church. She still has no idea, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, but the other person, of course, her just in in her emotions, in her emotions, in her thought process of what happened, um, you know, clearly if she would have just asked or, or even spoke up saying, you know, do you not want me to serve on your team? Do you think that you're able to do a better job? Would you prefer someone else to be here? Just that small little conversation really could have fixed the entire problem. But a lot of times with Christianity, I feel like we do walk on eggshells for mm-hmm. issues. Right. We're we're just nervous too, but we can. that's what, I mean, didn't God give us a voice for a reason and to also walk in love just because you're trying to talk to someone does not mean you're getting out of out of um out of the love walk you're still in love if you're asking questions it's okay cuz you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're pushing yourself away not only from the church but are you pushing yourself away from God also
0: absolutely and I, I think that's that's why this is principle number 1 because oftentimes people say oh i'm i'm taking a step back from the church or this small group or this whatever this christian body that they're a part of is and you know, down the road find that they've also unintentionally taken that step back from the Lord. And I don't think people mean to do that. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a natural consequence of being out of the rhythm, being away from his people, and that just trickles down into now I'm away.
1: Yeah, that reminds me. It's actually great that you said that. Uh, in Matthew 18, you know, he's talking about the sheep straying away, yes. and um, it goes on to say, you know, what do you, it's Matthew 18:12. what do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray and gets lost, will he not leave the 99 on the mountain and go of search, in search of the one that has lost? And if he should be the one that finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices more over it than over the 99 that did not get lost." So you're not insignificant, right? You know, God sees that you left God, God, and it hurts his heart. Yes, Not only that you left the body, but maybe that you even strayed a little further away from him because of the failures of man or because of the, um, you know, what the church did or the people, I mean, really the church is made up of the people, what the people did. Um, but, but he's an, he looks at you and he says, "Man, I I love that child. I love that greeter that didn't show up today. Right. And I wish that she'd show up again next week or even had had the intent to show up. You know what I mean? Right. Um because again, it it all goes back to our heart. Uh and God does look at that. Of course, we do need to take the body seriously. Of course. Um, you know,
0: and and I think dealing with with especially new Christians, they don't they don't understand that. And especially people who aren't churched, like, I, we're we're very church, So we understand, like, you really need your serve team to show well, up. But, but people who just got saved, they don't get that. They probably think you're operating a church. They probably think you've got a $2 million budget. They probably <laughs> think you've got a staff of 200. You know, they, people really don't realize how essential Oof. they are and how oh much goodness. you are depending on them.
1: And literally every church, probably no matter how big it is, has a lack of volunteers. Right. Almost every church and a lot of times the people that are having to pick it up are picking up multiple places so that person that probably was greeting in that place probably also right after maybe had to go work the nursery or something else. Um so you do have to to think about it in a sense of we are brothers and sisters in Christ and I don't want my brother or sister to constantly miss the word being brought forth on Sunday mornings. Because I didn't show up.
0: Right, right. You know? It's it's that interconnectedness um, that makes the body of Christ different than a nonprofit organization in the world, different than a Fortune 500 company. Like, there is a special anointing that happens when we're truly, truly, truly all in our place. But I'm glad that you mentioned that about, um, about leaders because, you know, and that's why I step on some people's toes, and, and this is part of, why I, I am personally passionate about this. I you know, I'm I'm a leader in my church, you're a leader in your church. Neither of us are like Pastor Sarah or Pastor Marlisa, but we you know we serve in in leadership roles. Um but Jesus, just like he cared, let's see how to say this. It's almost unfair how much grace God gave mm. that sheep over that shepherd. I yes. mean, it's 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 crazy grace. Like they, Jesus did not say that that shepherd that shepherd called to that sheep twenty times. He called the sheep thirty times. Yeah. He called the sheep fifty times. Like the point was, the sheep left, and then the shepherd had a job to do. Mm-hmm. And so I guess at this point, um, what I what I'm doing is I'm speaking to two leaders in that like we have to convey the VIP status to the people on our teams. Mm. We must always be letting them know. You're valuable. You're yes. perfect. If something happens to you, I'm coming after you. Yes. I'm coming after
1: you. Yes. And also, go, going back just to that leader in the greeter situation, uh, another good thing of just just to say, hey, if that was the pastor or if that was the leader, being a good shepherd should have reached out also. Yes. You know, so so that's why I'm, I'm I'm saying if you really look at a situation, you could say, oh, that person's in the wrong. Why didn't they show up? That's their fault. But in reality, if we look at it both ways, there's usually faults on both sides always, always always
0: well and and that was we were talking about that earlier earlier sarah we said that you know for anyone who's listening to this hey we really want you to know that the purpose of vip is to encourage people to get back in not validate why you're out yes yes so it, it's very much a it's very much a two-way street like we're talking to leaders hey take care of your people but we're talking to people too like hey we we want you to we don't want you to keep going to a to church to be mistreated.
1: We want you to be able to have a voice to speak up, yeah. to get healing, and to move forward still in the body of Christ.
0: I think too, um, I was thinking about this idea last night, Sarah. When you relate, like, so you know how we always say, VIP, this is for the leader, this is for the follower, this is for the hurt, this is for the hopeless, this is for like so many people. When you are in a, volunteer role or even a leadership role outside of like pastoring if you can learn to be an awesome sheep and an awesome follower to who relates well to leadership then when it is time for you to be the leader you will relate well to sheep Mm -hmm. i mean like I, i hate to use that like saying but it's like Wasn't say preparation times never wasted time. Mm -hmm. So let's make the most of these these times when we are just. I'm just on the team. I'm just going to church. I'm just you know like, and let's do it well. Yes. So that when God says it's now your turn, but let's go back also
1: to the shepherd, because if I'm a first time sheep in this shepherd's flock, Mm -hmm. and I am learning bad, you know, whatever shepherds do, bad you know um, flocking. Whatever they do. Anyways, then when it's my turn to now shepherd this part of the flock, I'm I'm going to be leading other bad sheep as well.
0: That's true. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And so, of course, everything usually does go back to the shepherd. And when we're talking about the shepherd, we're not talking about Jesus right now. We're talking about the pastors or the leaders in the church. Um, you know, it, it definitely starts with you. I mean, you're given a little bit more... what what can i say a little bit more grace not grace a little bit more back not baggage but uh, responsibility you're given more responsibility um and and so with more responsibility of course you can mess up a lot more right you have more things to do more on your plate so yes god does give us grace but we do have to make sure that first and foremost we're remembering how valuable these people are right
0: um you brought up Matthew 18:8 8, and 9 when you go down to 10 Matthew eighteen ten it says, take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven, their angels always see the face of my father who's in heaven. VIP baby. That's how VIP you are. That there is an angel who is in God's face mm. reporting back
1: yes. and letting
0: God know what's going on with you. And once again, it does seem like God is putting a lot of responsibility on that leader to do it well. I actually looked up that word despise and uh, in the Greek, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna try and pronounce this word, but in the do Greek do try to pronounce it. You want me okay, let's see. Um yeah, I don't think my screenshot oh well, I actually I literally can't even read Greek. Never mind. I took a screenshot of it, but it's literally in 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 Greek letters. <laughs> <It literally is. laughs> but I I did try last night. It was like capra claprabi, I don't know. Sounds good to me. But listen, it said this think little or nothing of. Think little Mm. or nothing of. Jesus is saying, if you treat people like they aren't a VIP, the ripple effect and what happens in eternity, you're not going to be happy. Yes. That doesn't make the father happy. So... Is this a session to bash leaders? Absolutely not. No. Because we a, are leaders too. Right. That's the thing. So. As a follower, I'm going to conduct myself like a VIP, and I'm going to treat other people like they're a VIP. As a leader, I'm going to conduct myself like a VIP, and I am going to treat people around me like they are, yes. are VIPs. Amen. Because th- th- there is an eternal consequence for that. It's Yes, weighted. it is.
1: It is. And we'll get into that. I mean, that makes me think of the offense. Uh, stuff. But we're going to get into that in a whole nother episode. But what I also think about that is is when you said thinking little of. In Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. We a lot of us say, you know, God's, the, the scripture says, for I know the plans I have for you. But other translations say, for I know the thoughts that I, ha- that I think towards you, says mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. God thinks thoughts about you, thoughts to prosper you, thoughts to give you a hope, thoughts to give you a future, not thoughts that make you feel like you're less of. Right. Um, and, and what's great about that is he thinks those thoughts about everyone, no matter if you're the best sheep in the flock or the newest little sheep that just got born, he thinks those great thoughts about you. So you don't have to have this you know, Bible college degree. You don't have to have... This college degree, you don't have to have any type of I've read the Bible back and forth and I know everything about scripture for God to think good of you. He thinks you're important just the way you are. Before you came to him, after you came to him, when you ran away, when you strayed away, when you left the church, when you came back to church, God still says that you're extremely important and loved.
0: If we can get this thing right, and in fact, Sarah, you kind sh- of shared it in the introduction when you talked about when you first walked away from church and, and, praise God, you're back. But you said, you know, I made mistakes, they made mistakes. But if both sides, and, and, and answer this is a question for you, if you would have remembered how valuable you were and related to them that way, and if they would have remembered how valuable mm-hmm. they were and related to you that way, do you think it would have ended the same?
1: No. No, definitely would have would have been a lot different.
0: I think a lot of times when people hit these like walls or they get into these knockdown, drag downs, or they fall into a, such a pit of sin that, you know, everything comes crashing down, there became a misplaced identity. Mm-hmm. A misplaced um they look to one another for an affirmation that they were never supposed to look at each other for. Mm-hmm. All of my affirmation, all of my righteousness, all of my goodness, it could never be found in, in, in my pastors. Yeah, It could never be found in my church. It could only be found in Jesus. Yes. It might be a temporary
1: finding, a yeah. temporary happiness. Right. But those things go away the next yes. time someone says something that yes. may not be you know, liked in your ears or something, you know, it says a a little off. Um, Yeah, we have to be very careful of that. And and I think also, you know, with just like you said, I'm a VIP that's going to treat other people like a VIP, whether I'm a leader, I'm a follower or in between, whatever it may be. You know, if if we're honestly living like that from, from boss to staff member to volunteer um, to every little person in between, I mean, churches would have so many Gosh. less issues yes. if we just go back to the root of that, Right. of that you are important because God looks at you that you're important. And so therefore you're important to me. I mean, literally, let's just even go back. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the mountains, the streams, the valleys, every single awesome thing that we travel to look at created us and says that we're worthy. Right. Should we not treat each other with the same respect Amen. as we do everything else?
0: Amen. And I know, I know, we don't have a ton of time, but I, you're so good about bringing this up. You know, so if we know all this, I'm sure there's nobody who's listening to this and they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, I've never, I, I didn't know that Jesus died for me." I mean, I mean, actually, I really hope maybe you didn't know that, and then we can talk about salvation because that'd be the whole point. But probably most of our listeners, you know, have made that have have made that connection for themselves. If
1: not, send us a message.
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> if not, send us a message. But if we know all those things, yet we, like, you, I mean, it's just beautiful you said that. If all of creation testifies to how much God mm-hmm. loves us, then why would I shrink back when it's time for me to stand up for myself yes. out of that love? There's something wrong with that, yes. right? There's there's something I even dare say sinister about a culture that would say, "Oh no, you you you're not you're not allowed to to speak about your feelings. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to want better for yourself. You're not allowed to question something like that's off all of creation." Is declaring the glory of God. All of creation is talking about my father, but I can't. Yeah. And as a leader, I mean, wouldn't you
1: want your staff and your volunteers to honestly feel the best? Right. You know, because if, if I was Jesus and I had disciples, I'm going to treat those disciples the best because I'm putting in all of my time, energy, emotions into these people. If I don't treat them right, then I'm really just putting in I'm putting in money in a stock that's going to just go bankrupt. Right, that's good. It doesn't make any sense. So we need to treat each other right. I mean, and really, any everything that we're talking about the world follows these principles exactly. You know, there's HR departments in every job that says, you know, this person should treat each other this way, and yada yada yada.
0: And and a process for when that doesn't happen. When it doesn't happen, like a step exactly. Step by step handbook on exactly how That's to deal with it.
1: Like like my job, the the place that I work at, I work at a bank has the most awesome HR department, AR department you could ever think of. Oh yeah. And, and I, thank God I don't ever have to use it because I have a voice to say, hey. D- you know what you said kind of kinda of hurt my feelings. Did you mean it that way? Or even sometimes just taking stuff where, okay, well, we're in a work position. I know that they were just a little stressed. I'm just gonna let that go. Whatever. Right. You know, maybe joke about it a little bit later. Like, calm down when you're when you get stressed, you kinda are mean or whatever. Um, but just being open, man. We're we're invaluable in the in the world. We we're valuable to God also.
0: The um, you know, so your your testimony is that, you know. Things didn't work out the way you had originally hoped. You walked away for a little bit. You came by. You came back. I mean, you know, my testimony is that I had lots of moments where I wanted to walk away, but, you know, chose, okay, I'm, I'm going to bring this up. I'm I'm going to talk about this. I mean, there have been times when I've, like, called and been like, I need you to meet me in one hour because I got to talk to you. And you're so good at that. You um, do. <laughs> but I will say this, you know, I am not by nature a confrontational person, Like, I want to throw up every time I have to have one of those conversations. But it's never, ever, ever ended with, yep, I meant that exactly as you interpreted it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever. It's always ended with, I didn't mean it that way. Or I apologize. I was in a bad mood. Or there was always a beautiful, loving resolution. Yeah. And so I really think it's the enemy that makes us think that you've got to keep this in a closet. You've got to cower. You've got to just take it, take it, take it. Because he knows ultimately if you do that, you're going to walk away. And that's what he wants. Yes. And he wants the church to be weak. I'm glad you said that.
1: because. So, okay, I have OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. And what's crazy, what happens with that is it's literally when your mind gets stuck on the worst possible scenario. And it literally cannot unlink off of that thought. So it will keep continually thinking of that thought, but also thoughts that get worse and worse of that thought. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, it's not even even realistic at all. And so the reality of it is just like you said, when you have those conversations with that person, it's usually never what you thought. Mm -hmm. Because again, your mind and the enemy in your mind can go to some crazy places, crazy places. And
0: we know that the enemy, he wants to steal from you Mm -hmm. he wants to kill and he wants to destroy but Jesus wants to give you abundant life yes abundant life so I think we'll, we'll really need to probably close at that point today but just know this if you're listening to this and you feel like something is stealing from you killing you and destroying you know that's not the heart the father's heart towards you or even if you haven't experienced that yet if you have an
1: experience, yeah, just know that that the answer to it is just having a conversation with it the is. other person, it is. and it's. you can hopefully, you know, bypass the, this really sometimes very bad part of a church because that's of my testimony. Yeah, it that's is totally
0: my testimony is that I watched a lot of crazy stuff and I was like, I'm not going to do that. Definitely not going to do that. Definitely not going to do that. And me, which what's this is crazy.
1: If you know me or Lisa, um. I'm more of the confrontational person. I'm more yeah. of the person that's like, you ain't talking to me like that at all. But for some reason, when it comes into the church body and it comes to the church, I have pushed my voice down a lot because not that I was scared to say something, but I felt that it was wrong. Um, that that I, not not a sin, but that I felt, oh, I can't say that because others are watching me and and I don't want to, I don't want them to think that that's how they can treat a pastor, by saying something. And that that's not wrong. It's not wrong to just say, hey, what you said
0: really hurt my feelings. Did you mean it that way? It, it's not wrong if you do it in the right context, yes. right? So, like, that would never be standing up in a service. Never. <laughs> that would never be calling on a small group leader in the small group. Right. That There's, there's a way, and, and we'll get into some of that, but Jesus makes it very clear that you go to that person. person. It's not a public thing. You don't go to Facebook. You don't go to Instagram, but you go to your brother. So yeah, continue. I just want to throw that out no, there. No, no, that's good. That's exact. that's great. Um,
1: I, I do have one other scripture, if, um, unless yeah. you, you want to go ahead and no. say something else after, but, um, just, just going back to, to how much he loves us and that we're his children, which is, which is what it was, you know, we are worth the highest price. And that is our, our core value that We want you to remember you are wearing a crown. You are many Jesuses walking all over the place. But in 1 John 3, 1 through 3, it says, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation and will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. And I just thought that that was beautiful because we are to, to stay pure. We are to be pure. We are to get the bride ready, you know, for Christ's return. And, and, and it's it's about the church. If we really just look, I think if we look to, towards ourselves and fix each of us, of course, all of us has to do that. If we all look at ourselves, I'm sorry, they're looking at me because I hit the mic because I talk too much with my hands. Anyways, but if we all just look at ourselves and fix our issues, a lot of things would be a lot better in the church. Absolutely. Everyone looking at our own plank in our own eyes. I was going to say, right? I'm pretty sure Jesus yeah. straight up said that.
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. For a reason. Well, I don't know I've said so, we're going to close, but I love that well, you keep going. ended with First John about purity because... That's why we're saying the whole point of VIP is not to validate you still being out there on an island. I can say from personal experience, man. I mean, even during quarantine, when we weren't able to go to church, it was really hard to keep my thoughts pure mm. away from the body. It is hard to stay away from sin when you're, when you're not in the body. I mean, maybe y'all can do it. Maybe some people can, but I, but I can't. And so that is part of the beauty of churches. There's a preservative there. Yeah. There's a, there's a, it's easier to stay pure. It's easy to, easier to stay in the light. It's easier to be on the straight and narrow amongst other people who are yeah. trying to be on the straight and narrow. And it, it also reminds me of
1: just doing, you know, the, the great thing about the YouVersion Bible app is you can invite other people to do the Bible yeah. plans with you. And it's cool because it's almost like an accountability thing too. Mm. You know, like, oh, I need to make sure, not that that's the main reason that you read, but sometimes you do need a little push, you know, to exercise until you start getting excited to exercise. Um, I'm still so, not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm to that's why we have no photos yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have one. We said we'll we'll start a uh, we'll do a uh, photo shoot once we're both uh, you know got got some um, weight off of us. But it's king cake season, so it is what it is. Anyways, but um, sometimes you just gotta gotta do the work with other believers until you get excited about about right. it itself. So stay. And stick to the path of the church. Um, speak up when you need to speak up in love. And look at each other as a valuable, important people. Because that's who we all
0: are. You're a very important person, Sarah. You are. You're valuable. You're very important. Christian, our producer. Very important person. Literally. To the cosmos. Period. To
1: the king of all kings. Like We're not talking about Queen Elizabeth.
0: Even you we're like talking about King Jesus. Okay, I do like the crown. I'm going to read a scripture and we're going to pray. Go ahead. I, I, I read this one last time, but it just keeps being good. Maybe, Go ahead. Maybe this is supposed to be our scriptures. Hebrews 10.25. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently Eager. This is the part, y'all. Eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. Let's pray. Father God, we're eager to see you come back. But Lord, before you do that, we want to make sure that we're ready. We want to get our houses in order like you've told us in the Gospels. And we want to make sure that the body of Christ is ready. So Lord, give us clean hands And give us pure hearts. Help us, Lord, to relate healthily to your body. Help us to remember the value that each person has. And help us not to esteem ourselves more valuable than the next person. But help us, Lord, to love one another, encourage one another, and serve one another the way you modeled for us, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well that concludes this week's episode check out the show notes for additional resources we've got blog links there and we've also got scripture so you don't have to just take our word for it but get in your bible and we will see you next time the vip podcast is hosted by marlisa harding and sarah holt and produced by christian jones to learn more about vip or support our work Visit us online at www.vvippodcast.com